Welcome back to Keep It 100 with Dakota and Chorsey. Who are you looking to? You can't. Okay. I'm Dakota. Let's just move on with that part. That's out of the way. Oh, it's a t-shirt. Okay. Um, for so I for know, our like... listeners, as I was trying to start an intro. Again, you know, I don't know what's with these season two episodes, but right off the bat, we're, we're doing a lot. Um, as I was trying to introduce myself and I was looking at Chorsey to kind of give him his cue when he was going to go, he starts frantically looking behind him like someone was there. <laughs> so to explain, I looked in my camera and realized there's a large black streak right about here. Behind his shoulder here does not help our listeners. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and I didn't realize, like, you can see I'm in my closet so you can see the T-shirts and this is the black section of the T-shirts. But it just looked like there's like a grim reaper standing behind me. <laughs> I was like, we can't do this. Keep keep in this. mind that early before we started recording, because I'm recording the Zoom as well, Chorsey looked at his background to see if anything was in the way. So he saw the black t-shirts and then immediately forgot until we started recording audio for the actual episode. Of course. What's that, Dakota? <laughs> I'm great. Oh, wait, you can't see me. You're just moving everything now. I like how we got completely ready. And then now once we actually did our whole countdown. Hold on. Hold on. Go. Hey. <laughs> we literally have an editor for this. And I know for a fact we're keeping all of this. Oh. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so excited. But anyway. Oh, man. You know us. You've come to expect these kind of antics. How's everybody doing? Oh, really? Struggling. Oh, that's pretty cool. I'm talking to our listeners. I'm just trying to give a good two-way street real quick. I mean, we always talk about them, but why don't we hear about theirs? Because we can't hear them. Damn. That's crazy. Or, I'm sorry that happened to you. Anyway, moving on. Torsi, how's work? <laughs> don't ask that question. Hey, I'm done with my job. How, I officially wrapped. How dare you ask that question and try to take a sip of your drink as you sit back and relax? Hey, I, I wrapped yesterday. I am currently good. I got paid today. I'm living on the unemployed life again. You got paid today? Man. I'm going to get paid next week. And I get paid next week, too. You get paid weekly? Yeah, it's been nice. What Bro, if I got paid bi-weekly, I don't know if I could have held on. I mean, it have been fat paychecks every two weeks, but it have been exhausting because that means like one week you kind of got to budget a little bit and with these insane hours like i wouldn't i've gone crazy yeah i wonder why the industry standard non-entertainment speaking is two weeks i don't know maybe they want you to work hard and struggle for a week and force you have to keep coming back to work make it harder save money so you're stuck in the endless gauntlet of capitalism Everyone, go read The Jungle by Upton Sinclair. It's very depressing and it's hard to read because it's like from the early 1900s. So it's like very fancy schmancy and different kind of talk. But it's very good. Especially as we talk about all the strikes that have happened this summer and may happen. Yeah. Oh, boy. What a treat. What a scary treat. Mm. Can't believe this is where we're at in life, man. I truly, I remember growing up as a kid and thinking like strikes were just kind of like a cartoon fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, like not really realizing there were things that actually happened that people actually had to do because it seems so common sense to me of like 
we're striking for equal pay. We're striking yeah. for health benefits. And it's like, they don't, people really don't have to do that. that, yeah. that that's, it's like in school, you learn of all these like huge strikes that happened like back in the 20s and the 30s and 40s. And it's like, oh, we, we fixed all that. Like, Ameri- the more I grew up, the more I realized how like brainwashy like American education is, as it probably is across the world, but like how Americans just think they're so like, big brain like our stuff is so accurate we're the u.s we're like yo we get propaganda like every second it's insane like and then growing up you're realizing oh minimum wage hasn't gone up in like 20 years and i'm gonna fucking work at kroger like this yo i'm gonna hide in the milk closet for like four hours (laughs) do not come find me and then i'm gonna leave at the end of the day i thought about like this american propaganda when i was at the the game yesterday Mm -hmm. and uh like everyone started standing up for the American flag and the singing of the national anthem. And <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but I'm definitely going to say it. The woman who sang the national anthem <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> who, honey? Who? Uh, if you took a chicken and poured cement down its throat and told it to squawk. <laughs> I'd pay more money to listen to that than what I heard yesterday. I would also pay money to listen to that. But also, did you even pay to listen to that lady? I mean, I paid with my time. That's fair. So. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, to, I mean, everyone's got to get their start somewhere, you know, to grow in the entertainment industry. But I don't know if, you know, you're going to hear the best artists at AAA baseball national anthem performances. But I've I have personally done better for a little league like national <laughs> anthem. <laughs> like what? It, it was so wild to me because there was there was truly there were fifty people in the stands. This was it was kind of pathetic at how little people were there. I didn't realize at a baseball game like number one, not many people because this team sucks. Like sucks donkey dick. <laughs> at the by the, the bottom of the third, we were down eight to zero. Bottom of the third, my dude. <laughs> like, Jesus. And then, so I think one thing that caught me off guard about it in general was I am so used to commentators. And maybe I've just always imagined commentators when I've been at football games. But I always feel like you hear commentary about the game, even if you're in the stadium. Maybe, I, maybe I'm imagining this. I don't know. But I always feel like I've, I always hear someone, like, recap the plays yeah. and what's happened. Yeah, they usually do. Nothing like that happened during the game yesterday. Just people playing baseball. Maybe he's like upset. Maybe he's depressed. He didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> he's like, he's like, y'all see what's happening. Like there was an announcer, but then there was just no commentary during the game. So like, I would just have conversations with people, and you just remember, clink. It's like, oh, I I think someone may have had a hit. But then I remember the first time it happened, I was like, where the fuck did the first inning go? <laughs> Maybe just because it's mine. Like, I'm what? trying to remember because I went to a Clippers game um, back in the beginning of the summer. My sister, like, now I can't remember if there were announcers. I, it was also Diamond Dog Night, and I had so many goddamn hot dogs. So I think I was just mostly focused on that part of baseball because we were also losing that game. Um, yeah, I feel like there's usually something. I don't know. I don't. I don't go to many baseball games. I'm. I was truly thinking like in terms of football, and I was like, "There's always yeah. someone." Yeah, to announce it, like, "I was Nick Chubb up 
the middle for four yards. Yeah, second exactly. At least something. Yeah, there was nothing like that happening. I was like, so it was a very weird experience to be like, I don't, I really don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I do. I play baseball, so I get the like the gist of what's happening and shit. But like, it was just so boring. And once we started losing, truly. After the first inning, I was like, I, I'm clocked out. I don't care anymore. <laughs> I came for the hot dogs, the hamburgers, and the, and the people. Like, And probably in that order. The hot dogs, <laughs> the hamburgers, and the people. That's what I came I for. Mean, There's nothing better than a grilled hot dog in life, man. Hot dog and baseball. It's great. It's all you need. It was Thirsty Thursday, too. So oh, like, nice. There was a cooler full of Natty Lights. Oh, wow. And I was just like, I will not do this. Was it like in the box I with will. you guys? Yeah. We weren't really, like, in a box. I don't know how to describe it. It was, like, an outdoor patio with a lounge seating area. Okay. Yeah, I think you're talking about. Over, uh, we were third base. Um, It was really nice. A lot of people showed up. It was a really good time. Okay, Um, first you said there were 50 people, and now you said there's a lot of people. 50 people was a lot of people to me. (laughs) Like, near you or in the stadium? Near me. Okay. <laughs> I just want to imagine 50 people just scattered across the stadium. And Chorsey's like, damn, this is a big show. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we made up over half of the total attendance. Wow. In your little patio spot? Yeah. Like, I don't think, like, their mamas we were showing up to this game, bro. Oh, that's because, like, like, AAA baseball is so cheap. So, I know a lot of people go maybe that's the difference between like what the teams are like so if it's a shitty team maybe yes people just don't go well yeah if they were good because i i think i looked up their record and they just lost the night before Mm -hmm. pretty badly if i remember correctly so like she's don't nobody want to go and see your son get (laughs) molly like that shit don't work Damn. Like, you ain't gonna go support your son? No, my son sucks. <laughs> I was really like hyping you up before. I was like, damn, it's AAA. It's like almost as good as professional baseball. And you go in, like, Dakota is an idiot. <laughs> These bands never make I'm it curious. in the league. <laughs> I want to look up and see. I want to know what the final score was. I'm going to look this up real quick. I need to know what this final score was. I should probably do this on my phone so it's a little, it's a little quieter. Sure. Tap, 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 what? Hey. Titty tap Titty tap. tap. <laughs> oh, also, real quick. <laughs> I don't know if I've said this on a podcast, but I know I've said it to you before. I <laughs> randomly yesterday was I was walking and randomly thought about pull out your dick and scream. <laughs> I don't think we talked about this on the show. We haven't talked about it on the show. No, yeah, it happened this summer. <laughs> oh my god! Chorsey and I were doing a puzzle. I went. This is what you just heard, and this is the actual context. Chorsey and I were doing a puzzle to try to win a million dollars. We won twenty-five cents. I want you guys to know that. <laughs> but the hope was we did a puzzle with QR code. Maybe we'd get lucky and win some money. Um, one a quarter. But anyway, we were listening to music as we did it. And Chorsey was kind of remixing them in his own Chorsey way, as anyone who knows this man just <laughs> is accustomed to. And at one point, I think it was like a St. Lucia song. 
like Chorsey just goes straight up like while again while we're doing a puzzle just goes pull your dick out and scream <laughs> and I'm be honest if that came on in the club who's to say what I would do next <laughs> I think the power of the music would just come over me. Oh, that was a bad choice of words. <laughs> that, was, that was completely an accident. Um, but yes, that is what this man thinks of while we do puzzles. Bro, I have no idea why that happened. Like, why, where that came from. I just, <laughs> it gives me strong, like, Rick and Morty vibes. But, like. I cannot tell you where the idea came. Cause it was like a, it was like a music drop. Like that's what it was, it was like. The beat was just about to drop, and I was just like, "Yeah, that's exactly what it yeah. was." Like you said, like right before it dropped uh, again on a Saint Lucia song, not like anything crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> could have been Holy in one of the acoustic shit. versions, but that's what you came up with, bro. Have you found the oh, score yeah. yet? What are you doing? I'm still looking at the score, but also we're gonna open up that bar. We're going to do a karaoke bar. But what's going to happen is, like, one song's going to play, and then the lyrics to another song oh. is going to show. <laughs> and then you got to, like, make it work. You gotta, like, sing it to the tune, bro. <laughs> like, you got to make it work. So I think it was, like, I think I was doing a wop to the hoedown throwdown. See, that was the issue is because we weren't, we were just sitting there quietly, just doing a puzzle. There's nothing else to like stop our brains. So we were just doing and saying whatever. <laughs> and also we're gonna make sure with this bar that yes, some songs are gonna line up, but often it's gonna be random. How talented of you are you as an artist? Oh no. Oh wait, nope, that's May. Sorry. I was like, I saw I found some scores and there's a lot of L's, my dude. <laughs> It is primarily L's. Let me just say. Ooh, okay. Um, la, 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 they la, lost la, la, la. eight to three. Well, that's not bad. Yeah, eight to three last night. And when did they go <sighs> down eight? eight? <laughs> um, I don't know. Let's see. It doesn't really say. It just says they lost eight to three. They won five to four against the same team the day before. My dude, they won 17 to 12 against Omaha. Bro, what kind of fucking football score is that? And then they lost three to 12. Yo, where'd your offense go? That's a nine run swing. (laughs) 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 These are some of the wildest scores I've ever seen. They lost against St. Paul. Where is St. Paul? Minnesota. Zero to eight. <laughs> Were they in St. Paul? Did you show up? <laughs> <laughs> How do you let them put almost a, a running inning on you? They lost against St. Paul two days prior, four to 13. <laughs> oh, my Lord, dude. <laughs> Yeah, this team's not good. Y'all need their treat. Work on your pitching. Work on work on your defense a little bit. Oh goodness. <laughs> oh, oh man. Were we gonna talk That's about unions guy. for this? And we're just shit talking a baseball team. Oh yeah. <laughs> 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 we have a sports podcast real quick. <laughs> oh man. That's right. We supposed to talk about well, and not just unions in general, but like 
Why do we exhaust our human beings who work for us? The people who make us money. Why do we exhaust them to the point that they're like, I'll kill you? I think it does largely have to do with like the manifest destiny attitude of early United States where it's like, for a lot of people, it's like, if you worked really hard, you can make something happen because like, there's so much land. You can go buy land and have this huge farm and do whatever you want. Go start towns, do whatever. Like, and that hadn't happened for like, I guess, I would say like in like Europe with the exception of colonialism like in europe proper there wasn't much of like starting towns because it's just so old there's been so many countries there forever you know it's this idea of like we're the greatest nation on earth we defeated you know the greatest military the world's ever seen now here we are conquering the frontier so it's like if you worked hard you can make your dreams come true um there's the reason so many people move to america but then when you have a bunch of these hard workers that don't speak your language and don't know all the laws you can pay them whatever you want and make them work crazy hours hence the insane you know labor laws or lack thereof in the 1800s and early 20th century but again like we've talked about like before i thought all that was fixed as a kid like oh didn't you have these huge you know real wars with the coal miners in like appalachia like were people actually dying you know when like the steel workers and stuff like i thought it was all fixed and here i am right an adult getting a job and i was like oh i love the idea of minimum wage which means if we could pay you less we would yeah that's the fact that it hasn't we only gone pay up. you this because we're required to yeah and then there's like still so much anti-union rhetoric like just like in school or with people like i know like there's some people that like I'm close to this stuff, like, against unions. I'm like, bro, you are, like, literally blue-collar. It's like, well, will they take money out of my paycheck? I was like, well, the only reason you get as much, get paid as much as you do anyway. Like, they help you not get fired just for the sake of getting fired. <laughs> it's so, it's so ass-backwards to me. Like, I think it's also, there's this, as kids, we are pushed upon or have pushed upon us this idea of what this American dream could be. And as you were talking about, like if you, as long as you continue to work hard, you'll always be able to climb your way up through life and you'll be able to get that car and buy that house and have that, you know, family that you always wanted to have and all this. And like, it's, I think because we paint such a pretty perfect picture of how life is supposed to be, Mm -hmm at such a young age because it's so instilled in us we then grow up and are like oh i haven't won or haven't made it in life because i don't have that yet so it in turn forces us to continue to work because we're still trying to achieve that goal that i'm not saying it's a bad goal but i don't think it's a goal that everyone should have Mm -hmm. i don't think it's something that everyone wants and it makes (laughs) It makes people get burned out. Yeah, 100%. Eventually, there's a point where it's like, I've been working so hard, and I've been doing this for 30 years, and I still haven't gotten what I want. Yeah. it's You're just ruining people's lives at that point. It's absolutely absurd. And the worst part, it's like, oh, if you don't like it, just leave. Which is one of the stupidest arguments ever. Because the people that say that are often ones also being mistreated by these laws. They're just so like brainwashed by it. It's like, you know how expensive it is to leave? And like... The only reason I probably still live in the U.S. is because my family still lives here. 
if I was like somehow emotionally detached or like had a big, you know, blow up, didn't want to see my family anymore or like friends, I'd probably live in Europe because I'd make more. I'd be better taken care of by the government and we wouldn't have a government that's gone broke now, but just gave a billion dollars <laughs> to Israel for their Iron Dome and just added more money to the military. But apparently now they don't have any money. It's just, just ass backwards country. And yeah, like, I still got a fucking credit score. Yeah. How my country in debt, but I got a credit score. And bitch, what's your bro, credit Bro, credit score was made in the 80s, bro. It's made up. It's fake. Yeah. it's Credit score it's is only us. fake. It's, uh, it's only us. It's so nuts. <laughs> and it's like people are like, oh, well, it's not that easy. Okay, then how come every other country can do it? Hmm. How come all these European countries have such, you know, better lives economically? Like, how? What, why Why can't we do it? Is it just because you're what? fucking stupid? Is, it, is that why? <laughs> is that why? <laughs> Dude, yeah, it's oh, like I don't know. Like, so I I talked to you a little bit about like my interest in possibly joining Equity mm-hmm. and all that, and what is it? Maybe it was like a week or so after I thought about joining it. I started hearing talks about the IOTC, oh yeah, possible, and I was like, oh okay. And I I thought about it because <clears throat> even when we were in college. The the term "suffer for your art" very true was too normalized. Mm-hmm. There was a I I think it's actually it's on your Instagram. There's a picture of you on the Drake floor, <laughs> yeah, like the middle of the lobby, <laughs> face down. <laughs> yeah. And I remember it being like, "Yeah, this is how you feel during finals week," <laughs> and it's like, but like that is what. That is the normal expectation of the career field that we chose. Because mm-hmm. it's you want to make it, you need to put in 14, 16 hour days. Yeah. You know, and you need to do this. And, and it's like, uh, it's, it's this whole man. That's not healthy. Yeah. It's this whole mentality of like, oh, well, you're making art though. Like, you're just you're making movies and doing theater. Like, this is amazing. Like, how many people can, people can say you can do this? Which is one of the reasons a lot of people think trap especially young professionals. And I think like, that's like the way it should be working these insane hours. It's like, you're just making movies. Anybody would kill to have this job. Um, which one of the things I think is great about like the, the Yahtzee strike, um, and their authorization. I don't know if they've voted yet. I don't know the due date is on that. Wasn't it? I don't know if they have yet, but I know, um, like votes are start coming in. I don't know when the due date is for the final votes to see if, um, the president has vote has strike authorization against yeah. uh, AMPTP, but it's you know it's a great step because like uh, there's an Instagram page called IA Stories, so it's people saying these insane stories of like yeah, yeah. worked eighteen hours and then I just, like my husband was driving home and he like flipped his car and he's like fell asleep yeah, yeah. happy to just lucky to be alive or like all these like, promises of like oh we'll give on the site housing. Um, or like pay for rides home and there's stuff like safety rides, but no one ever told me what a safety ride was. So it's like, if you're like late at night, you can just get an Uber and the production will pay for it. They don't advertise that. Like you have oh. to hope somebody knows that you're leaving and feels like you're tired and recommends it. Cause they're not going to advertise that. Like I didn't know there's a safety ride until like three weeks in to shooting a six week production. I found out about safety rights. Like, which is absolutely like after the amount of, I told you like the 14 
plus hour days and like the 14 hour days are some of the short ones and so luckily my bosses on my team specifically who has like oh we can stagger like we can make these days shorter for our pas because when i was like just a van person i always had to be the first one there to load everything up or to lo- um, unload everything and last one out mm-hmm. because i was the one who had you know the garage we paid for by me so i was having like crazy hours so it's it's just insane i can't imagine what's like for like um the grips and all the riggers who have to um don't don't <laughs> don't <laughs> uh, as soon as i said it that's why i paused i was like this bitch what did i say <laughs> all the grips and electrical <laughs> look at my little rigger <laughs> That <laughs> like work even longer. You son of a bitch, bro. <laughs> um. Anyway, <laughs> that work crazy hours. And people there on like longer shows than I have because I feel like yeah, some of our fourteen hour days were like the good ones. That is, that's horrible. That should never be an expectation for any human being to work that long consecutively. Yeah. <sighs> But that's the fucked up world we live in. Mm-hmm. And it's probably why I'm so focused on like not working for anyone. Yeah. So I would much rather create a culture in which that's not needed. I, I, I get creating art and I get loving the art you do. I, I, I totally get it. But no one should have to spend that much amount of time on that and not be able to see their family or their friends yeah. or spend time with their partner. Like, I hear so many stories, and it doesn't matter like where I've been. I feel like every job I've been at, there's always been one manager. I hear some sort of story of like, uh, I had to cancel this event because I had to work. I had to like, um, miss like this person's wedding or miss this person's funeral. It's like, no job should ever make you miss someone's wedding or yeah. someone's funeral. Yeah. That should never be a thing, like, ever in life. Um, But for some reason, not only is that expected, but also more. Like, oh, you want to work holidays? You want me to work holidays? Like, the time that we're supposed to have to be with our family. You want me to make these special memories for other people's families and miss out on making it for mine. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, that's not okay. And, like, you know, and Fratter days, like, some people have to work six days a week. Yeah. And it's like, you get, oh, well, you got off, you know, 2 a.m. on Sunday. Here's a 6 a.m. Monday call. So, you're one day off. You slept through. Because your body has to fucking reset. Yeah. And how, how are you supposed to get the other stuff that you need to get done in life done? Mm-hmm. And also, I challenge anyone who's listening to this who's being like, you just do it because that's what's necessary that's how you get through life i challenge you to check back with me in about five years and i promise you i will have a company which that would not be an expectation mm-hmm. i guarantee and he'll have that. hired no... me and fired me like three times <laughs> <laughs> like because there's, there's no reason like as much as i love what i do and what I'm, I'm excited about the art that i create no one should be doing 14 hour days mm-hmm. No reason for that. You should be able to go home and still be able to have some energy to spend time with your family and your loved ones and go see your friends and all that. Like, no, that's that's fucking bullshit. 
I will not. I just I won't subscribe to that. I will not. I will not mm-hmm. be that worker bee. That's bullshit. Yeah. No. And it's like some people will say like, oh, well, you know, it saves money and allows for like more stuff to be made. It's like if you can't afford to give like the workers who are actually making your film like a not shitty life by at least capping it at 12, like 12 is the longest day. You can't afford to add these extra days and you can't afford to make a movie. So exactly. maybe you should write a better one so you can get more producers to afford it. Like a fucking cell phone company won a bunch of Emmys the other week. Like you can't say that like, you know, these different mediums like, you know, streaming services or whatever, like aren't conducive to making art. And we can't like prove that it works as compared to like regular like cable or like movie theaters. Like it shows the past pandemic has shown that all this yeah. different art and mediums that's come out is here to stay, especially streaming platforms, since half the networks have thrown a uh, platform now. So now it's just like having cable again. But yeah. it's it's absolutely ridiculous. And I think that's one of, I don't know, I feel like I told you this, but not sure. I think I knew you all said similar thoughts, about, like workers' rights. Like I probably wouldn't have, wanted to start a company with you or be in the company if I didn't think like long term how it would go well, because I know you also like share these values that like the people under us would you know get what they deserve is what makes me like always yeah. so happy about working with you and I think I knew that like from the moment we started being like stage managers and like I was working under you like you'd always like help me out with things like Chorsi let me take some things off of your shoulders to make your <laughs> life easier and even when there's like more down the chain of command it's like buddy relax like we're not overworking it you're good so i think just like about your personality and why we're friends so speaking of which today is the anniversary of the first rehearsal with scrooge oh yep today was the first it popped up on my facebook but today was the first rehearsal um which means that would have been four years ago Holy shit, dude. Yeah. Right? That was 2017? Yeah, which means I started a month from now. Four years ago, my dude. And then we went through... Yeah, I'm about to have an existential crisis five... right on this <laughs> one of this show. Because <laughs> <laughs> we went through five weeks of performances. Yeah. Didn't we, like, start at... before Thanksgiving? It was the week before Thanksgiving. We ended the day before Christmas Eve. Remember when Bill wanted me to start like at runs? <laughs> and both of us were like, no. No, no. No, no. <laughs> Let me come I, I in a come little to... bit earlier. <laughs> just 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 give me two days, Bill. That's all I'm asking. Just give me two days. <laughs> It'll be okay. Let me show up at least two right. days before tech so I understand what the hell's happening. To be fair, uh when I did box show, I saw one run through. For 30 minutes of the show. And then started teching and calling it the next day. Oh my lord. <laughs> that is how that went down. Uh, <laughs> like I'll get that with like semi-professional art. Because it's also like people have real jobs you have to work around. But again, those rehearsals are shorter. And you know what you're getting into. But. Uh... I did not know what I was getting into. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know. Let me just be honest about that. Oh man. Because everything I had done was like educational theater which is very different yeah. and yeah um you know our instructor 
was very good at making sure we were following those equity rules. Mm-hmm. So I went in to CCT, like, oh, all theater companies follow <laughs> equity rules. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> and let me just say, no, no, no. Because I came in and was like, oh, we got to like elect a deputy. We got to do this and that. And Bill was like, what the? A deputy? Don't sit your ass down. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Yeah. I like, oh, we it, call it, him truly. the law? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it was also, it was four actors, and it was the touring company. <laughs> Yo, like, who's, who are you going to sign all these roles to, Jorzy? You're the deputy. You're the fight captain. You're the... <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. So, yeah, like, definitely learning that. And, I mean, also, there, there's issues with educational theater versus professional i mean there's no reason you should work six weeks on a contract and then get three hundred dollars at the end of it oh yeah there's no reason for that like i know how much y'all sold in tickets and i know you recycled these props so where you recycled the entire show yeah. this is the same script the same blocking <laughs> the same costume you just resize it you you I... <laughs> recycling some of the actors too exactly. that's how like oh that's my third time doing this show i was like why? Ain't that boring? <laughs> I've been here three days and I'm bored. <laughs> and, like you just you just content playing this potato? It's gonna be the same potato for the rest of your life. <laughs> That's what you're gonna be known as the professional potato. <laughs> Man. I uh, truly. Oh I just I think I can't remember who it was. Actually I think I do know. It was the one whose name is an actor, a famous actor. Yeah. That was made a joke about. I didn't know who you're talking about. I think he once told me he was like ghost oh, no. of Christmas present or something. And this year, like he was like future, whatever it was, as he was a bigger role before. And then I was like, how'd you come back and get a smaller role? <laughs> Don't you know the show? <laughs> you you well, didn't get the right okay. monologue? Two, two things. He was, um, oh boy. It's the, he was going to be in that production. The ghost of Christmas future yeah that's just ghost boy no he he was he future, was future. right because he did he was future yeah he was going to be the ghost of um oh, marley what's the, the second one present no 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 no. marley was always already set uh, marley past? was never going to change because that oh yeah he's the he's great. no the second one he was going to be the second the second then what the, he the like the the whirly dirly. Whirly dirly. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. Present? Yes, present. I said present like first. Oh, I didn't hear it. <laughs> he was going to be present, and then the one who was present was going to be future. Something happened where like the ghost of who was going to be the future couldn't see with the robe. <laughs> so we ended up flipping them. And I, in my opinion, that was a great choice. I think it was a much better choice. <laughs> Because I could not have imagined the other way around. I don't want to imagine <laughs> yeah. the other way around. Yeah. Um, also, that man popped up on, on my Facebook today, or yesterday, about... I need him to just get get, get that together. <laughs> I just need him to get that together. I don't want to talk to him anymore. I don't want to hear from him. I don't want to see... I should just block him on Facebook. There's a lot of people I actually like, work with in terms of like Columbus that I should just block in general. Yeah. They're just not good people. 
not oh. Columbus as, as a city, but there's a lot of people that I work with who are just not healthy. There's just random ass people. Chorsey sees on the street, just like looks out, like, "Hey, you're blocked." <laughs> like, what? It's like, what's your name? I don't want to ever see you pop up. I don't want to ever see you. I don't you. ever want to get to know you. <laughs> Put your name right here. Okay, block Th- this you. Great. Don't look at me. Don't look at this guy. <laughs> I mean, but truly, like, when I think about warehouse theater. Mm-hmm. The cast I worked with, minus one dick, was amazing. <laughs> There's one actor on that show I will never, I would never, ever work with again. And he ever walks into any sort of casting audition of mine, that dude will be escorted out of the <laughs> building immediately. Can't stand that bitch. Can't stand him. You, you can't be, you can't have an ego and not be a good actor. Bro, the and that makes, was this man. You remember the BG that kicked off my show? I didn't even say that. I didn't even say that <laughs> sentence right. I was so mad. <laughs> Do you remember that BG that kicked off my show? <laughs> uh, Yo, I truly. I've never yeah, been so like, close it, to actually fighting somebody. Like that guy was a whole dick the whole time. And it, it there's always one in every show. Mm-hmm. I get it. Sometimes it's a little girl who happens to be playing Annie who you just want to... It's most little girls. I hate little girls. Just kidding. No, I mean, children's theater is usually fine, but then you get a couple who are just like, I want you to die. I don't want you to shut up. I want you to die. I was going to say, I was like, oh, that's how I feel sometimes. Like, my nieces are being aggravating. And then you're like, I was like, I do not relate anymore. I do not. I apologize. (laughs) <laughs> I do not relate. <laughs> oh man, it's like I, and then sometimes it's like grown ass people. It's a weird thing where it's like people who have been in the industry, as mm-hmm. they say, you know, thirty plus years, and it's like I, I want to respect your craft. I really do. You telling me you've worked in Columbus theater for thirty years is not really impressive to me. For example. Hot topic is probably going to piss some people off Columbus. I don't give a fuck about the Jebbies. It is a bunch of entitled white theater artists go around celebrating other white theater artists or black theater artists in Columbus who want to be white. Hot take. Don't give a fuck about it. <laughs> I don't care. I, I think it is so entitled for y'all to let one person in Columbus be the one who can decide who are the best artists yeah. and what was the best productions of the year. And y'all create this whole half-assed theatrical production of an award show. Isn't it because it's like a Chicago thing kind of like that? And they're trying to like mimic that? But I don't know. Either way, it's so self-centered. And it surprises me everywhere. People are like, I'm so honored to be a part of the Jebbies. I'm like, really? <laughs> really? Bro. I have no interest in going. <laughs> no interest in ever being nominated. I don't need some random white cracker telling me <laughs> <laughs> that my work was valuable to him. Don't give a fuck about who you are. Oh. <laughs> I just, um, uh, and sure, send me the hate mail. I'll give you all my address. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> fuck the Jebbies. <laughs> fuck the first. Jebbies. That's, I felt like at least why I do art. yeah, at least recognition on like Broadway world felt better because like Jebby's was literally just 
and it's like that click of like you know those Columbus theater artists or the same ones mm-hmm. nominated one because it's like yep yeah it's just a pissing contest but yeah again like that's not why I do I do art because I love it like I've gotten I've gotten awards in theater and I've gotten awards from like fast food restaurants that I went to a lot and honestly those <laughs> ones are more those ones get me farther wait what <laughs> even with shit that I did I was a kid once I think I got like straight A's or something it might have been one of those like pizza things oh yeah. I know what you're talking about like book it like pizza hut yeah yeah, yeah. it was one I of those okay. love that even as an adult like anytime I get a free item from Taco Bell Anything. from spending so much money at Taco Bell I'm like this is the best day of my life <laughs> and I've gotten scholarships <laughs> <laughs> That's so fair. <laughs> like, like I've gotten money so people can pay for education, but that two ninety nine taco has brought me joy in ways I cannot explain. <laughs> that is so accurate. <laughs> like, I do not care about award. Oh, uh, yeah, but it's uh, like there's something different about like, like because like Columbus Dispatch, you know, named one man two governors one of the top productions that year, yeah, and like. That's... Uh, talk of our last thing, the ensemble. We were nominated as like best ensemble. I mean, yeah, you know, when like... an actual like you know paper or journalist or like somebody who actually matters gives an opinion, it's a lot cooler. But I'm not looking for, and I I think that's the other thing too. You made a, a point about it's always it's the same people, and some of those people I have enjoyed working with. So many people who are nominated every year. I think are fantastic artists. Mm-hmm. I enjoy working with them. I, a couple I worked with Annie, some were in Scrooge. Um, like I, I think there are fantastic artists who are deserving of recognition for what they do. Absolutely. I just, a Jebby isn't <laughs> why I do art. And I, I, I would not feel comfortable going to an award show and pretending to be a star, which is what that just gives me. It's like, this is my limelight. This is my moment. Bitch, it's called a it, jebby. It, it, <laughs> it, it feels it feels very um nasty. Like mm-hmm. just not genuine mm-hmm. to me. And then to be honest, it's mostly white people. It's just Columbus. And then the the couple black people that are there use their money that they have. To almost try and erase their black identities. Eesh. Because apparently once you get rich enough as a black person, you don't have to acknowledge the fact that you're black. Well, I mean most... Mm, I'm not going to say that. Because that, that's not true. I meant that part out. But a lot of race warfare and class warfare kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. Man, this conversation has transitioned. I was like, we were like, <laughs> we hate producers. We also hate <laughs> shitty actors. <laughs> we we love art, but we hate artists. <laughs> we hate art. But we can say that. We can say there's a lot of aggravating fucking people in the art world, as there is in any industry, cause especially arts, because that's something you're going to be like, oh, I deserve to be seen. I deserve to do this. Yeah, it's so egocentric. All those people are very aggravating. Some of our friends who I love and hold very dear are very aggravating. <laughs> but we all deserve all right, the- for <laughs> <laughs> But they also all oh deserve God. a living wage. 
They don't deserve to yes. be just shit on. We can shit on them with our voices, but I'm not going to be like, hey, you have to work insane hours to be underpaid because I don't like you. So you're like, hey, I don't like you, but you shouldn't like have to suffer all fucking day. Because the I longer we're... Stop that. I don't like you. Because <laughs> the longer we're here together, the more I'm not going to like you down the road. So if we cap Something it at that. 12 hours and we both get paid okay, when I leave, I may not vent about this. I feel that's a good <laughs> argument. Oh, no. <laughs> for striking. Otherwise, you're going to end up on this podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is our burn book. We just start with a conversation wherever it gets us. We're like, who can we talk shit about today? <laughs> I thought about, oh, man, the amount of times uh, one of our friends, we have an unfortunate history of always seeing bad Columbus theater productions <laughs> together. <laughs> Every single time we go see a show together, it's like, because um, there was one in particular, it was the only show I've ever, uh, no, it's the second show I've ever walked out on. <laughs> and it it was bad. And it's being produced right now. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's like, right. Yeah. We just, we walked out on a stage reading of the show. <laughs> and <laughs> now it's being fully realized. I'm like, we, did we rethink this? We sure you want to do this? You know, That's worse because a lot of stage readings have a lot less people in the audience. So it's a lot easier to count when someone leaves, <laughs> especially if you know them. Oh, and like most of the actors we knew. Because that thing about Columbus Theater, like you, everyone yeah. knows everyone. Mm-hmm. And this is around the time I was very heavily involved with like six different theater companies. Oh. And man, we went to go see it. It was like, what the fuck? What in the caucasity is? No, we will not do this. <laughs> we will not do this. Uh, so truly, after the first act, we uh we had an emergency and had to leave. <laughs> Could not do it. And then there was the one in Bam that I walked out on because I was like, I feel like I'm on a roller coaster. Like oh, the Bam way was... that theater was set oh. up. Oh, yo, that was that I was, was up there. And like it like was, this and like... it was so cool. Like, I like the experience we want to go because I saw some good, like, it was exposure to Shakespeare didn't have before. And I did, like, mm-hmm. a few of the plays. Before long-ass fucking Shakespeare plays in three days. It was only four? I thought it was five. Shakespeare? <laughs> was it right, Richard the Third? Okay. Henry Four. The fourth? Parts one and two. And Henry five, right? Oh, does Henry V not have two parts? I skipped. I don't think so. After Henry IV Part One, so like, <laughs> I saw Richard Tennant. Or no, <laughs> I saw uh, Richard the Third with David Tennant. There it is. There it is. <laughs> uh, and it was great i guess i don't remember much about it i just remember the one picture that i took of the set that's about it um <laughs> it's on Bro, instagram i remember just being annoying as hell when they were giving us like the backstage walkthroughs you went yeah i was a freshman i didn't know better all i remember at one point they were like <laughs> they had some structure that was like floating and the guy was like, so does anybody know how this was built? And then I was like, wood. Next question. 
Dakota. I didn't say it like out loud. I said it's like Mo, and he started like crying, laughing. But and a bunch of other people heard me. Um, Jesus. Uh, was there not a fifth? No, it is. It's only the history place. So I guess it was only four. Yeah, that would make sense because the it would have been we got in Friday morning. We saw Brian, uh, uh, Richard. There we go. Brian. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite Shakespeare play, Chorsey. Brian. Brian. <laughs> we saw Brian Friday night, um, and then David the fourth and fifth. Saturday night. <laughs> and in Samuel. <laughs> it's Sunday before we left. Oh uh, yeah, that's how I remember it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Tom, Dick, and Harry. Steve, Tom, and Jerry. Ben, Steve, and Barry. Ben, Jerry, and Hortzman. My Dingleberry. My Dingle and Berry. <laughs> my Chemical Romance. My Little Pony. They're all there. It was the craziest fucking They're Shakespeare play you've ever seen. What a Ed casting. Ed and Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see a Shakespeare. Ed, Ed and Eddie. <laughs> That'd be, oh, my God. Yo. I need to hear domain. Buttered Toast. Okay, we we have lost control of this conversation. Um, well, that's good. That was this week's episode. <laughs> Keep it 100. <laughs> Support the strike. Support Yahtzee and their movement. <laughs> Anything else, Josie? <laughs> Before we keep doing nah. any impressions. <laughs> Great, baby. <laughs> cue music. <laughs> No, no cue music. No, we gotta do the ending. You gotta say the shit. We can do an outro. I think that's a great ending. <laughs> okay, cue the music. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to another episode of Keep It 100 with Dakota and Chorsey. We want to welcome to the Keep It 100 family our amazing executive producer, Zachary J. Bailey, and our talented audio editor, Evdoxia Ragu. We would also like to thank our dear, dear friend, Isri Wajay Sundara, for all of her support on our show. Remember to keep it nasty and keep it 100.